on you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, would you stand with us as we look to read the Word of God here this morning? Hebrews chapter number 4. We're going to read a couple of very familiar verses, 14 through 16. This morning, very early, I woke up and it just seemed like God had spoke this right into my heart. And actually, I had plans on preaching something completely different. But this morning early, as God began to deal with me, I said, Lord, I said, we're just, we're just going to obey you. And I believe you're speaking this for a reason. And therefore, I don't know. You see, sometimes we come and the Word of God, it seems like it just blankets everybody. And don't get me wrong, it's good for everyone. Everybody needs the Word of God, and it will accomplish what it's sent to do. But I'm very much aware that, Brother Roderick, there are times that the Word of God, it just zeroes in right on somebody. And so this morning, I will give you this disclaimer, not for you to be dismissive, not for you to sit here for the next 35, 40 minutes. Don't get nervous. It may, it may be longer than that. I don't you see, you, you, I, you thought I was going to apologize and say we might backtrack, but we'll just let God speak till he's done. But what I was going to say is this, is that don't, this is not permission to be dismissive or to sit here the next several minutes and say, well, that was good, but that was for so-and-so, or well, I wish they would, if so-and-so would have been here, that would have been perfect for them. Receive the word of God, but what I'm getting ready to say is that it may not be for everybody, this might be for somebody. Or some somebodies, but I'm just believing the Lord to speak today. Amen. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. If you're there with me, won't you say amen? amen. Seeing then we, that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help. In, my, in the time of need. This morning, if I can, for just a few moments, I want to preach simply on be bold. Amen. Be bold. This morning, God spoke that to my heart. Be bold. What is it? What is it this morning that we would ask of Him? What is it that we would come with expectation of the Most High? Let's be bold. I believe in the last several services, God has been speaking and working in this vein, challenging us, amen, as to almost say, what are you going to believe me for in this year? It's not enough just to talk about what we think he can do. It's not enough just to have the lip service, but I believe, Brother Eli, God's looking for some men and women who will say it's time to be bold. It's time to be bold. 
Can we pray together? Father, I ask this morning that you would anoint your word, anoint our ears and our hearts, anoint my mind and my lips. Hide me, I pray, behind the cross. I am inferior. I am ineffective without that anointing. And Father, we're asking that you would anoint. And Lord, that you would challenge our hearts. Let us receive your word. And Lord, let us not just hear it, but to do it, to practice it, to live it. And Father, challenge us and change us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated. To be bold. You look in our world today and you find that there are those who have no problem with being bold. They are bold for all of the wrong reasons. They have a boldness as to where they will... Uh, just flamboyantly throw unrighteousness and wickedness in the face of not only society, but most importantly, to God Himself. It seems that they dance the dangerous waltz of what it is to uh, stand betwixt eternity and things on this side of heaven, and nearly to tempt God, to dare someone who would stand for anything contrary to what they believe or what that they would practice. We have a generation that boldly, they boldly are immoral. We have a world in which we live that they boldly do not believe in the Word of God. They do not profess Christ as the Son of God. There are those that boldly embrace immorality. They boldly spit in the face of the Creator, having rather worshipped the creation rather than the Creator. We find as to where there are those who are so bold as to where they think that within themselves that they need no help from God. They are living in such with such a boldness as to, uh, to turn away not only from God, but to look to the rudiments of this world as their answer. We find that there is boldness on all different types of levels. We find as to where the theme and the anthem of this day and age is nobody will tell me what to do. Nobody's going to give me instruction. I'm going to do my own thing. We are in a desperate place when we have parents, and I don't even know if that's the right title to give them but at least two warm bodies in a house but they want to give a five-year-old the power to decide whether they are a boy or a girl we've got problems friends Boldness, it is, as I said, we stand and in our ways we have become arrogant. And it's not just the world in those forms and fashions, but there are those that even in the church that in the course of wrong things we have become bold. We become bold with living with our sins and our addictions. And we think that God winks at us and lets us pass on by. We think that because there is no judgment right now that surely... God is justified with what it is or that he justifies what it is we do. We have men that stand in pulpits and with a false sense of boldness will proclaim things that do not align to the word of God and yet they appease the ears and the flesh of men. And we have people that are going to hell at a faster rate than we've ever seen. The world is groaning within itself. Creation moans. It's aching and looking for the return of the Savior. We are so bold and to think we become so spiritual we only need church very limited nowadays 
Oh, we only need, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, I believe, a little bit of a crying shame when somebody goes to visit your church and they have to ask, uh, are the doors open on a Sunday night? You're not helping me preach, but I'm going to go ahead and preach. When you have to find out, do y'all still believe in altars and an altar call? Oh, we have a boldness as to say we've gotten so educated and we've gotten so spiritual that we know better. We know better than to fast and we know better than to pray. Those are antiquated ideas, preacher. We don't have to do that anymore. We don't have to be that exuberant in our worship. We're not here to worship, preacher. Don't you understand? We'd rather be entertained. We're bold. We're bold, but we're bold in all the wrong ways. And this morning, can I say, I believe that we're in a time and I don't want to venture down rabbit trails. I want to stay on course this morning. But when we talk about the world's idea of a boldness uh, is that it lends itself to arrogancy. It lends itself to confidence in man and the flesh and the arm of flesh it lends itself to the strength of academics it lends itself to the preeminence and the prejudices of resumes and pedigrees and which zip code you have and how many zeros follow your paycheck and who knows your name and all of these things man if we are not careful we see the word of God said in the days of Noah that the very imagination of man was wicked it was evil. They lifted up their faces unashamedly to God and we find that the wrath of God's cup had reached its limit and he could not tolerate such a time and yet the word of God reminds us that in the days of Noah, just as it was in the days of Noah, so also shall be the coming of the Son of Man. We find with arrogance that many are lifting their faces to God unmoved, untouched, unthought, not thoughtful of what God would have and ask but I pray today that sitting in the pews of this church that there are those that would be of a different mind. There are those that would have a different heart. There are those today that would step into a place of boldness not arrogancy of man but in the confidence of who God is oh in the confidence of what his power says we can do we can be and what we can have when we just as we sang this morning we can be bold standing in the darkest of nights in the deepest pits of despair and still declare there is none that rivals you Lord I will boldly declare all power in heaven and earth belong to you. I will boldly declare that you are holy, that you are righteous, that you are powerful and mighty. I will boldly make the declaration and I have confidence not in who I am, but Lord in who you are. And if that's you this morning, can we give the Lord a hand of praise in this house? Because even in the arrogancy and the boldness of humanity, we find that there is a holy boldness. The Bible says the righteous shall be as bold as a lion. Hallelujah. We find here in our text, there is the admonition. There is the invite. You are welcome to come boldly into that throne room of grace. To come into that place. Oh, that at one time man was ostracized from. 
come. You had to be of the right lineage. You had to have the right title. It was only for that earthly high priest. As we look back in the Old Testament, there were only those certain ones who could step into that holy place. Sister Haley exhorted for a moment and she said, I am not content in living in the outer courts because God's made a way that I can come into the holy place. I can come in where the presence of the Lord is. And yet this morning my heart breaks. And most importantly, I believe the heart of God breaks. For those of us that are contented, you have set up camp in the outer courts. Some not even in the vicinity of the tabernacle. Some far away from the places of where his presence is. And you have heard every lie of hell. You have heard every opinion and naysayer. You have believed the garbage of the philosophy and the trends of the world today who have told the church proudly and arrogantly and with boldness they've lifted up their voice against God's people and have said you ought to behave this way and act this way and do this thing and don't pray like that and don't live like that and don't give like that and don't serve like that and don't go there and don't do this I'm here to tell you church if why have we stood in the corner so long and have let the arrogance of the world dictate to us why have we let an arrogant devil try to keep us pushed in a place away from the presence of God but this morning I pray there are those who would say I'm not living on the outskirts but God give me boldness to step into the place right where you are hallelujah right where you are so there are a few specific things that I believe God would want to challenge us with this morning first of all I want to challenge you to be bold enough to be broken to be bold enough to be broken can I say that the church is the greatest place for pretenders to be Uh, Well, Brother Jake, you had a shout in four minutes. Now we're going to hush. We don't like what you just said. Let me say this. Hollywood has nothing on the church. Oh, let me tell you. We've got our act down. We've got it all put together, Christian. I mean, it's all purdied up and it's all packaged and put together. We come around here and we look a certain way and we know the lingo of the church and we know enough of the songs and the hymn books and we know enough about giving and we know enough about all this. We've got certain calisthenics of the church down. We've got certain forms and formalities and fashions. And can I say, we come in sometimes and we are under the assumption, we are under the belief that for God to do anything with us, that we better come in here and we better have it all together. That we better come in here and we better have some answers. That we better come in here and we better not have any questions and we better not have any doubts and it better not be because your life is a mess. It better not be because there's problems in your relationships. It better not be, you better not be coming in here and you got that sin in your life and it's causing you suffering and pain and shame. But can I tell you this morning, there is boldness. There is a holy boldness that God is asking oh, for the broken to come together. Can I tell you this morning, is it doesn't matter 
ladder myself in the pulpit all the way to the back pew. Every one of us have some broken places in our lives. Every one of us got some skeletons in the closet. Every one of us got a past. Every one of us got some current tragedies. Every one of us got some current tears. Every one of us got some current questions. Every one of us got some current doubts. And I want to tell somebody, don't you let this preacher or anybody else or especially any devil of hell convince you you got to have it all together. Be bold enough to be broken and say, Lord, here's my mess and I'm giving it to you. Oh, for too long we have put on airs and we have put on the show and we shake hands and we smile and we do all these things. You've heard me say these things before. But I'm telling you, it is a prevalent problem in the church. There are some, because you are not bold enough to be broken, you've sat on the pew service after service, months after months, some years after year, and pride is killing you. You're dying a death and you don't even know it. You're convinced I'm going to be good going in the grave, though. I'm going to look good going in the grave. Everybody's going to be, I can't tell you. I know every one of us come from different emotional upbringings. And men can sometimes be the worst. We've been taught you don't cry. You suck it up. Throw some dirt on it. Walk it off. Come on here. And it's not just our men. We have some women with some pains. We got some mamas and some grandmamas. We got some folks that you are dealing with the worst year of your life. And we're only in February. You're saying, I can't seem to catch a break. There are some that you're tormented with things of the past. There are some that there are hurts and you see God heal it and it seems to be well for a little bit, but then all of a sudden, a certain activity, a certain thing, and Brother Roderick, that wound opens up again and we wonder, can we be made whole? We stand in a place where your faith is tested. There are some of you, there are things right now that stand at the corridor of your life and they're making a demand of you can I say this morning oh can we just make up our mind that this is a judgment free zone and what I mean by that is it don't matter if you look or don't look like me if you don't smell or smell like me it don't matter if I go go to your house or you come to my house and they're as different as daylight and dark what does matter is we have an eternal soul what does matter is we need the Lord's help what does matter is today you can end some unnecessary pain if you will be willing to be broken takes boldness because we get around a group of people everybody gets a little uptight everybody gets a little nervous well there's a time and place for that crying And it ain't around all them folks, Brother Jake. There's a time and place. Oh, for the prayers to be prayed. But I ain't going to, don't you expect me? I ain't going to get all radical in front of all them people. I will be the topic around the lunch table. 
They will discuss me. They will criticize me. They will analyze me. They will cut me apart, put me under the microscope. And can I say this? You know good and well that if there's anybody that would be lent to that frame of thought or that type of action and attitude, oh, then God help them. And God get them in a place of an altar. But can I tell you, if we want to see a continued and powerful move of God, if you want revival to be poured out, out can I tell you as we find in the word of God is that he was always looking you see when we talk about being filled to capacity brother Roderick if I'm going to be filled up I've got to be emptied out somewhere if I'm going to be filled up I've got to be poured out somewhere I'm challenging somebody in this house it would be good for you to get some boldness and some confidence and what do you mean brother Jacob I mean not an arrogance but a confidence to say Lord my pain I can trust you with it Lord my tears I can trust you with it Lord my worship I can trust you with it Lord all of my goals hopes and dreams I can trust you with it it's time we get confident in the God we serve either we believe him or we don't either we believe him or we don't. There are some that are convinced you're too bad. You're too far gone. Or maybe it is your situation. Your prognosis. The declaration. The diagnosis. The things that maybe have been spoken into your life. Even most recently. But can I say, be broken. Resolved to know. Can I say this? I just jotted this down this morning. Be resolved to know it's okay not to be okay. If you were waiting for some permission, I just want to tell somebody, it's okay for you not to be okay. It's okay for you that if somebody asks how you're doing and you can't help but a tear to start running down your face. Come on here. Our weakness, our frailty, our frustrations, and our vulnerability... These things are attractive to God. They are attractive to God. What are the sacrifices of the Lord? A broken heart and a contrite spirit. A brokenness. We come to find that in brokenness, we find that those who carried this quality position themselves to be completely changed by the power of God. The Word of God is full of broken people. The Word of God is full of those, Brother Christian, they didn't have answers. The Word of God is chock full of those who were at their last point of life that, that they realized that I have nothing else to lose. It was the woman with an issue of blood. It was Jairus and his daughter who's dying at the house. He don't care about his authority anymore. He don't care about his title, but he finds himself at the feet of Jesus. It's the centurion who's got a servant at the home. And he said, I'm not even worthy for you to come to my house, but if you would just speak the word. We find it as those who their lives are compiled upon faults and frail frailties and failures. We can go through the genealogy of Christ. And I'm here to tell you, it is not a shining 
shining bright example of holiness. There's a lot of dysfunction. There is a lot of controversy. There's a lot of broken men and women who are listed. Isn't it interesting when you get to the book of Matthew and open up chapter number one and Matthew starts with the genealogy and some like to skip over that. That's a reading that puts you to sleep. That's a reading that says, why in the world do I care who born who? Why do I care? I'll tell you why. Because Matthew, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, he said if the seed of Jesse, the root, the Lamb of God, if he can come from such a mess of brokenness, what do you think God can do in your life? What do you think God can do in your situation? Be bold enough to be broken. Bold enough to be broken. I love the fact, and you read that when it gets to Jesus, it stops. It stops. Go read it in the book of Matthew, it stops. When they mention Jesus, it's done. He said, because the rest in the end, it does not matter. Amen. Because he's the beginning of it all. And the end of it all. I want to tell somebody your beginning may not have been pretty. Your beginning may not have been the story of what fairy tales are made of. You got hurt so deep, a past so bad. I mean it turned your face three shades of red to talk about it. But I want you to look around. You ain't sitting in a drug house no more. You ain't sitting in a bar stool no more. You ain't carousing around no more. You ain't got track marks no more. You ain't in divorce court anymore I'm telling you there's power with being bold to be broken look around this place everybody here's got a story everybody here's got a testimony when you hear pastors say every family's got some crazy because I want you to go back you just research Matthew 1 you look at that genealogy you'll say oh my word I thought we were crazy But you know what? The most important thing, it is the evidence to show what God can do with broken people. Come on here. What God can do with broken people, be bold enough to be broken. Daddies, your kids need to see you laid across this altar with tears running down your face. Mamas and daddies, your kids need to hear you apologize to one another. And say, I was wrong. I was a jerk. I was this. I was that. I shouldn't have done that. Broken. We've gotten so hard and so calloused. We need, we need some folks one, once again who will come into the service, Sister Linda, and lift up their hands and the tears are falling and they can't help it. The worship is flowing and they don't care. They don't care if we can't move on past two songs. They don't care if all of a sudden the Lord moves upon them and they get out of the pew, Brother Roderick, and they find themselves down at an altar. Can I tell you, you've heard me say this before, but let me just reiterate it. If you're waiting for, my, for me to give you permission, mission you already have it I want you to know these altars are not only open when pastor says let's come to the altar I want some broken people to show up I want some folks with some boldness bold enough to be broken who would say here I am I don't have the answer I don't know what to do but Lord you do 
You do. I want you this morning, I believe the Lord would challenge you today to be bold enough to believe. To believe. What does this mean? When we are bold, we are confident in who He is. The word, the word in the Greek and the Hebrew simply means to be confident. I like this. To be able to speak freely. I like that. I want to piggyback off something that we said a few Sundays back. It is time that we unearth and shed some light on the specifics of our lives when we go to God in prayer. Now notice what I said. I didn't say you got to call up all your friends and air out all your dirty laundry. We're pros at that by doing it on Facebook anyway. Oh, I just love that social media. I want to be an encourager. I just want to encourage people all day long. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Ooh, yeah, it's Jesus because we got to go to prayer after reading some of that stuff. You encourage us to develop a prayer life. I better move on. That one didn't cost you nothing. That was for free. Come on here. But to believe, to the confidence, to be confident and to speak freely. There are some that you are not making your petitions known. You are skittish and you're scared. You're standing on the outside looking in. And you say, well, God does it for him, but how come he's not doing it for me? Well, God seems to be answering their prayer, but how come? What's God got against me? Could it be this morning, maybe you're not bold enough to believe him. Oh, that's hogwash, preacher. I believe God. If I didn't believe him, I wouldn't be sitting in this church. No, you see, that's the problem. We're very good at being religious, but we're not good at believing. We're very good at the forms and formats, but we're not good at believing. We're good at the feel good. We're good at the shout. We're good at the dance, and we're good at the run. Oh, can I say a lot of folks come to church because they say, give me something to feel. But those that are bold say, I don't need something to feel. I need something to believe in. I need to believe his word. I've got to have a life-changing situation, and I'm at the point to realize I've got confidence to know what does believe mean to know that God can even when you don't see even when you don't feel I would dare the church one more time to get confident to be bold enough to believe to believe there are some of us, we believe in what we can do. You believe in what Brother Jake can do. You believe in what so-and-so can do. But I'm here to tell you, man is limited. And we will disappoint you. We will disappoint you. To believe God. To believe Him. We find on many occasions the Lord asking those who were in the position of the miraculous, Do you believe? Do you believe? Only believe. Only believe. Let me tell you something. It takes some confidence. It takes some courage. Come on here. And if we're going to believe him to do it, we've got to learn, Brother Andy, to start speaking freely. If you were in the service, you would stand before a sergeant and they might, uh, they might, uh, you might ask permission, say, permission to speak freely? 
And they would grant you that permission. What does that mean? The formalities are now gone. The, all of the pretenses, all of the things, all of the to-dos, the traditions, the, the format is all gone. I just got to tell you something. I've got to get something off of my heart. There are some of you, you still believe God is looking for the frou-frou and the fluffy. God is looking for the spiritual pomp and circumstance. You're trying so hard to impress Him. And you're trying to give, I mean, pray, you know, a, a, a long, lengthy, sophisticated prayer. We come to find, though, oh, that the Lord Jesus even said, Brother Eddie, when you pray, don't pray like them knuckleheads standing on the street. And all they're known for is their long prayers and speeches. He said, but you, when you go to prayer, he said, get in your prayer closet. And he said, pray in that secret place to the Father who hears thee in secret. But he will reward thee openly. I'm going to tell you, you'll really know when somebody's praying, when they get a little bit quiet. When they get a little bit quiet, and Sister Haley, they don't just want anybody hearing what they're telling the Lord in that moment. Come on here. They won't, don't want anybody. Oh, they don't mind to hear you say, God is good. He is holy. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Da, da, da. But I mean, when somebody really gets to praying, Brother Roderick, they kind of get down in that shit. They bury their face in the carpet. They find the stairwell over there, and they say, Lord... Lord, are you ready? I want you to get this visual. This is where I hurt. This is my struggle. Lord, are you embarrassed with me? Lord, this is my problem. This is my suffering. I'm going to tell you something. It takes being bold to be broken and then to believe the one that you're sharing your brokenness with. You know why? Because some people will hold your brokenness against you. There are some people... That brother Yudi, you share with them your secrets. They look at you different. Some of you experienced it. You shared something. And somebody was so righteous and holy. You poured your heart out. You told them. But bless God, they are so spiritual and sophisticated. That now when you walk in the room, they give you the side eye. We... We ain't going to associate with that type over there. Come on here. We ain't, we ain't going to do that. They give you that stinky, self-righteous look. But this is why I say, you can't have belief in God if you aren't willing to be broken. Because you have to have that brokenness and then believe in the one you shared that brokenness with. Confidence. That, that no matter hell or high water, that no matter the struggle, no matter, I want to tell somebody this morning, believe God. He is not going to be disappointed in you. Believe Him. And let me say this, you won't be disappointed in Him. He's not going to spill the beans. 
bag. He is not going to hold you and say, well, I'm sorry. But no, he takes your brokenness and he takes your courage to believe him in that place. Let me say, before there was the salvation of accepting Christ, before there was the cross, we find Abraham. It was said, Brother Roderick, in the book of Hebrews, it said he believed God and it was counted as righteousness unto him. God can do amazing things with a people that will believe him. Some of us, is this all right? I don't know how many minutes I'm at. Brother Corey, just encourage me. About 30 minutes, right? I'm doing good. 30 more. Now, let me say this. I want you to catch what I'm trying to say. Is that we have to get to that point and that place that we are believing and, and we are not, some of us, let me just say it like this. You need to change your conversation. Don't come in here and we're singing there is no rival, there is no equal. And then you walking out and you're all still mad and depressed in your car and you're saying, I don't know where God's at. Where is the Lord? What's wrong with God? Be careful with such accusations. Be careful with such an attitude. Be careful with such things. Could it be that, well, it's not could it be, it just this is the way it is. I'll just tell you how the cow eats the cabbage this morning. And it is just this. When there's distance, when there's lacking, when there is that sense that you think God is forsaken, He has never left His position. It is us. It is our unbelief. It is our unavailability to be broken before Him. You've got to be bold enough to believe that father of that son with that withered hand, I pray this often. He said, he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. The Lord said, come boldly with confidence. It's hard to be bold, Christian, when we're broken. It's hard to be bold and believe that God can do anything with us or through us or for us. But he said, I want you to step into that place. He said, not with confidence in who you are, but Brother Wesley, confidence in who he is. Hallelujah. Oh, can I say, the other day, there was something going on uh, uh, at the house. And, and uh, I overheard Ashlyn talking to somebody. And she said this to a little friend. She said, well, it ain't up to me. She said, it's all up to my daddy. Come on here. And that set me, Brother Roderick, when's the last time that we were bold enough to say, it ain't up to me, it ain't up to the church, it ain't up to the preacher, but it's all up to my father. I'm going to leave it in his hands. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to be confident enough to be broken and believe for him to take it. Amen. It's all up to him, Sister Gwen. It's all up to him. We've got to be bold enough to be broken. We've got to be bold enough to believe. And then I want to close with this. We have to be bold enough to go beyond. You see, what happens is when we look at this text... 
It is set forth in the light of who Christ is. He is the great high priest. And then it goes on to say who he is not. So he says, if I may paraphrase, he is not a high priest who is disconnected, disjointed, unsympathetic, just sitting up there like some bully in heaven laughing at us in our every calamity. He said, that's not who he is. And then he brings us back to who he is and what he had done. He said, but nonetheless, he is moved with the feeling of our infirmities. He's touched with those, Sister Haley. And so that lets me know, Brother Hemp Hill, that on my worst day, he knows how I feel. Because the word tells me, Brother Wolf, he was in all points. Somebody shout all. In all points tempted like I was and tempted like you are and tempted like every one of us. He said, however, he was without sin. Whoa! He did it and he passed the test. He was tempted, but he was pure. He was tempted, but he was victorious. He was tempted and yet he was still God. I want to let you know we can have confidence in him said he was tempted and yet without sin but now because of what he has done he says now you can come on come on the Lord says come on into this place come on in and hear me it takes some boldness to go beyond what you've always been taught it takes you boldness to go beyond what you were always instructed growing up in your house. It takes you going beyond what you was always taught. You sit on that pew, you be quiet, you smile, we're good little Christians and we ain't got no problems. And you keep it all in, you don't get emotional and you don't go to that altar. Ooh, I'm preaching to somebody. Huh? We find that there are some of you, you are stuck in a place because you can't see yourself going beyond. You've got the lines painted. You've got the fence up. It's got electric wire running around it. You stepped out a few times and pow! <laughs> see, I grew up in the country. I grew up around electric fence. And let me tell you something. There's things you'd be careful of around that electric fence, right? You just didn't run, play hide and go seek in the dark and not know where that electric fence was. If you didn't, you would know real quick. Come on here. Come on here. And there are some of you, you got brave a time or two, you got bold a time or two, and you stepped outside of the line, and somebody in your family said, What are you doing outside of there? We ain't ever done that before. We ain't ever done it like that before. The church's favorite anthem. Don't you change any. We ain't ever done that before. You know what that is? You can't get beyond. And so your, ex, your same stale, stagnant experiences will be just that. 
And we accept it as normal. And we accept it as that's how it's got to be. And God says, no, no, I need you to be bold enough to be broken. I need you to be bold enough to believe me. And then, Brother Eddie, I need you to be bold enough to move beyond. But, Brother Jake, they're going to say stuff about me. Yep. Keep on moving. They're going to look at me funny at church. He's that boy. Every time Holy Ghost gets on him, he takes off running. Yep. So hush it. That's that one over there. I mean, I know them. And I, I mean, they, they volunteer for everything at that church. I don't know. I mean, I just don't understand that. Why they'd give themselves to do the stuff at that church. I just don't understand. Yep. That's that one fellow. I mean, every time you turn around, he's always off the altar. He must have some kind of real bad, ugly sin. I just don't know why. He's all. Yep. Well, my kids, I mean, my kids, I don't care if they get wild and crazy and, and act a fool at football games or go to, the, go to the dance and do this and do that and all this kind of stuff. But, I mean, my kids, we, they are not going to, my kids are not going to be in the altar. My kids are not going to do that hooping and hollering. My kids are not. And when your kids are in those altars and everybody else looking around, you just say, yep, I'm going beyond. I'm going beyond. What do you mean, Pastor? Pray about missions offering. What do you mean, be faithful in the tithe? What do you mean? I mean, don't you understand? Look at this building. That church don't need no money. That, that, this don't need this and that. It ain't about what's in the bank account. It ain't about what you think needs or doesn't need. It's about obeying God. And somebody needs to go beyond. Ooh, you're not shouting, but I'm preaching right here. I'm preaching right here. All I know, I, I need some more of God. I know I've never been filled with the Holy Ghost. I know i still got some of these issues. You need to go beyond. Step into that place. Step out of where you were and step into where God wants you to be. He said, come in. Come in. Be bold. Be bold. Sister Carolyn, if you'd come. Well, Brother Jake, we don't want to get that reputation around town as one of them weird churches. Just weird. Everybody all the time up on their feet and worshiping and praising and in the altar and, and all this and, and crying and folks hollering and folks, you know, I don't know. I, we can't control when everybody's up there doing that stuff. We just, there ain't no control around there. That's just one of them weird churches. If they ever bring the news camera out and we've reached a level of honor as that in our community, I'll be the first one and I'll stand from the report and I'll say, just forgive us. We're a church that we have went beyond. Beyond ourselves, beyond naysayers, beyond opinions, beyond our past. I want to be bold. Anybody here want to be bold with me? Anybody here want to be bold? Can we right now lift our hands to heaven? Would you right now just begin to call upon the name of the Lord? Come on. Somebody right now, right where you are, you need to pray and say, Lord, I need your help. I need your help to be bold. Church, I want to tell you, it's a difficult thing. You can amen me all morning. You can agree with 100% of what I say. But it is different to put it into practice. It is different to really have the confidence to say, Lord, this is what I'm going to do. I will be bold enough to be broken. I will be bold enough to believe. I will be bold enough to go beyond. Lord, I know what's said. I know what they think. I know what's going on. You see me at my worst. You understand all these things. Lord, I believe, but would you help my unbelief?
Lord, I'm trusting you today. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I just want to challenge, I, and not me, I, the Holy Ghost, I believe. He is challenging some hearts today. Why do you stay on the outside looking in? Why are you contented with stale experiences? Why are you satisfied with sinking in the same mire over and over? Well, Brother Jacob, I've got this and that and this and that. But this morning I have, with the help of the Lord, done my best to reveal to you that God wants you to be bold enough to go beyond those excuses beyond the past beyond the opinions of other people to be broken to believe him to move beyond where you are well brother Jake you don't know all of my family was this certain way it doesn't matter you right now today you can break the cycle you today right now you can rewrite the story of your family it does not have to be the same old broken record. It does not have to be the same old mess. You can draw the line in the sand and say, Today, with God's help, it ends right here, right now. Because I'm going to go beyond. I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to believe Him. He's invited me in. And so this morning, church, I pray, if it is your heart's desire, maybe today, under the sound of my voice, there are those you need to be bold enough to be broken. Maybe you need to be bold enough to believe God for what He said He would do. And maybe there's some you need to be bold enough to go beyond. Beyond what you've always known. Beyond what you've always thought. And say, God, teach me something new. When I get in your presence, let me get new perspective. Let me be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Oh, God, challenge and turn some things over in my heart. If that's us, why don't we come this morning? Why don't we get in this altar? Is there somebody you're bold enough right now? You're not in who you are, but you're confident in the Lord. And you'll say, Lord, I'm coming to you for help. Lord, I'm coming to you. I'm calling on your name. I'm trusting you this morning. Lord, help me to believe. Help me, Lord, to believe you today. Help me, Father. Come on, church. Come on. Who's going to be bold? Who's going to have confidence in God today? Who's going to trust Him today? Who's going to believe Him today? Who's going to stand in places of opposition, in places where others may not understand, and say, Lord, Lord, I will believe. Help my unbelief. Forgive me, Lord, when I settled for second best. Lord, when I've let my past, when I've let other things dictate to me. Oh, yes, Lord.